Welcome, welcome to this morning's Easter service. Today we will be speaking from the perspective of five characters, of whom all were present at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. I, if you will allow, I'll be your narrator today, and I'll walk you through the story. So if you would, please join with me as I take you on a journey to the cross. Matthew 26, 1. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and consulted that they might take Jesus subtly and kill him. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went into the chief priest and said unto them, What will you give me, and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Now the first day of the feast of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did, as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even had come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you 
shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful and began every one of them to say, Lord, is it I? And he answered and said, He that dippeth his hand with me in the dish shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and brake it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out unto the Mount of Olives. Stay. 
He yet spake, Lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priest and the elders of the people. Now he that betrayeth him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, Wherefore out thou come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them with word Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that had take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou not that I can now pray to my father? And he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? That thus it must be. In the same hour, said Jesus to the multitudes, Are ye come out against a thief with swords and staves to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were all assembled. But Peter followed them from afar off under the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see it till the end. Now Peter sat without in the palace. And a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out unto the porch, yet another maid saw him, and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know that man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said, Peter, surely thou art one of them, for your speech bereath thee. Then he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not that man, and immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and he wept bitterly. You came for criminals, every Pharisee. You came for hypocrites. Even one like me Carried sin and shame The 
guilt of every man, the weight of all I've done, nailed into your hands. And oh, your love has bled for me, and oh, your blood in crimson streams, and oh, your death is hell's defeat. Oh, a cross meant to kill is my victory. running through my veins I can't escape its grip in you my soul is safe you cover everything oh your love was bled for me no your love in crimson streams oh your my victory And Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said unto him, Thou sayest. And when he was accused of the chief priest and elders, he answered nothing. Then said Pilate unto him, Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him, To never a word, insomuch that the governor marveled greatly. When he was set down upon the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. My heart is uneasy. I can't shake this feeling that something awful was going to happen. You see, I had a dream last night. But it wasn't just any dream. It was a dream so real that when I woke up, I felt like I was still dreaming. My dream was vivid, and it never ceased me all night long. 
I woke up and I fell asleep many times to this very same dream. I suffered all night with seeing a man, a man that they call the King of the Jews. But I, I know this man is innocent. I know he is. Somehow I must tell my husband to have nothing to do with that man because he is innocent. But will my husband believe me? Do I even have the strength or the courage to tell him? But I fear if I say nothing that this man will never leave me nor my family. I've never meddled in my husband's business before because that's not my place. But I feel so strongly about this that I must speak. I wonder if Pilate feels the same way about this Jesus. I will send him a message and he can choose what to do. My beloved husband Pilate Please have nothing to do with this innocent man. In my dreams last night, I suffered much from him. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and chief priest have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight, and I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I unto the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and said unto them, I find no fault at all in him. But ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover, Will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? They cried all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put him in a purple robe, and said, Hail! king of the Jews, and smote him with their hands. What is happening here? This, this, this can't be real. Wait, where, where are they taking him? Where are they taking my son? My son, my beloved son. I can't, I can't see him. Oh no, 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 no. This just can't just can't be happening. Oh, oh, I see you. Oh, my dear son. Why isn't somebody helping him with that cross? Oh, oh my 
delight, only to let me see him suffer so. I, I, I don't understand. I, why isn't anybody helping him? Oh, oh, they just grabbed someone from the crowd. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. My dear, dear Jesus. Is it right for one to go through the pain of birth only to watch the suffering of the flesh that shared my heartbeat? And I ask myself, would I have been so willing had I known the outcome to have my child suffer before my eyes? My heart says yes. Yes. It was worth the precious moments I held him as a babe. And then watching him grow into a man, a man of God who has given so many new life, healed so many with a compassion that I've never seen before. So many things, so many things I saw and knew about him that I held so close to my heart. Breathe, Mary. Breathe. of God Oh Mary did you soldiers doing to him now? Hey! Hey, no! No! Don't hurt him like that! You didn't do that to the others and they deserve their punishment! 
God. My dear Heavenly Father, please help him. You've called him your son. My son. My son. What? What are you saying? Behold my son. John? Oh, no. Oh, my beloved son. Even in your suffering, you provide for me. How precious the love you hold for me. God, he's crying out to you. Can you help him? Help him. Everybody stop mocking him. Stop it. I just want to scream, but I can't. I just can't. Oh, how it hurts so deeply. Oh, my darling son. Your last... Our last breath, our last heart meet together. Goodbye, my beloved. Goodbye. Pilate therefore went forth again and said unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and a purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, Behold, the man... And when the chief priests, therefore, and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate, therefore, heard that saying, he was the more afraid. And went again unto the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. And saith Pilate unto him, Speaketh thou not unto me? Knowest not that I have the power to crucify thee? And I have the power to release thee? Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from henceforth Pilate sought to release him. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. And when Pilate therefore heard this saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement. But in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover, and about the sixth hour. And he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king! But they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar! Then delivered he him, therefore, unto them to be crucified. And they took Jesus, and they led him away. As they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. I stood in a street filled with people. What, what was going on? People who were angry and shouting as they watched men carry a cross they soon would be crucified on. 
I had seen so many men crucified, but this time it seemed different. There was a man who was beaten severely, so severely I could barely recognize him as human. He bore the weight of the cross as if it were the weight of the entire world on his shoulders. Then I heard a soldier yell to me, the man had fallen. The weight of the wooden beam was crushing him. Then the soldier told me to carry the cross for the man. At that moment, a thousand thoughts ran through my mind. Am I able to bear the cross? Why me? What if I refuse? What will they do to me? Is this even right? How long do I have to carry the cross? Then I looked at the man's eyes and I knew something was different. It was as if he could see who I truly was. The world stood still and all was silenced in that second. I knew I had to carry the cross. I knew I was meant to. And somehow, I knew it would be an honor to bear the same weight for those moments. A few moments for this man to gather his thoughts and to speak his last words. The beam was heavy. His blood was on me. He needs me to slow down. I need to get him there. I can't help but feeling that in bearing this cross for him, even for a few moments, will somehow, some way, play a role for all eternity.
to the place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of the skull. They gave him vinegar to drink mingled with gall, and when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there, and set up over his head his accusation written, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple, and build it in three days, save thyself, if thou be the Son of God, Come down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priest mocking him with the scribes and elders, they said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from that cross, then we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now, if he will have him, for he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. Now from the sixth hour there was a darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there, when they heard it, said, This man calleth for Elijah. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. The rest said, Let be. Let us see whether Elijah will come and save him. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Jesus was just killed. They actually condemned him and crucified him. Those religious leaders were just jealous. He didn't play by their rules. I can't believe the crowds bought into it, but I really thought he was the Messiah. I thought he was going to, I'm not sure how, but maybe by miracles, maybe by raising people up. I thought he was going to get us out of this oppression and get the Romans out of here. Clear and cleanse the land. I thought we, the true Israel, would have our nation back again. I don't know. Now I've lost hope. I feel foolish for thinking any of that would happen. And all of this that I followed him for now it's not going to happen. 
I'm confused. Maybe the miracles, maybe they weren't what they seemed to be. Maybe his teachings weren't really anything at all except good stories. I don't know what to do. I gave my life up for this. So yeah, I'm angry. I followed him for nothing. And of course, I denied knowing him. And in that way, I guess I condemned him to die too. But I was scared that they would kill me also. What else was I supposed to do? He told me I would do it. I guess he got to know me pretty well. Almost like he could see right through me. All this bravado really isn't bravado after all. I can't believe I did it. And now that he's dead, I have no way of making it right. I mean, he's not the Messiah. He can't be. Everyone knows that the, the one true Messiah can't be killed. If nothing else, he was a good man. Maybe even a great man. He was my teacher, my friend. I don't know. I'm still so confused by it. And he didn't deserve that from me. I'm worried this may not be over yet. That they may still come looking for me, for my family, and kill us too. I'm scared. I'm not sure what the mob will do now. Maybe I need to hide for a while. Yeah. I should probably find my family, though. I wonder what the others are doing. It's hard to think about this, but I'm not sure what to do now. I figured I was supposed to get some sort of a position in this new kingdom Jesus was supposed to set up. I guess I can always go back and fish again if I make it that far. But that would be so embarrassing to go back. Certainly everyone will think that I'm an idiot for following him, for believing in him. I'm just not sure what to do. I'm just not sure. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after this resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion, and they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw this earthquake, and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the Son of God.
inside Once again I thank you And once again I pour out my life Jesus Christ Think upon your sacrifice You became nothing death and many times I wondered at your gift of life and I'm in that place once again I'm in that place once again once again I look upon the cross where you died Once again, I thank you. Once again, I pour out my life. Once again, I look upon the cross where you died. Oh, humbled by your mercy, and I'm broken inside. Once again, I thank you. Once again, I pour out my life. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross, my friend. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. man they, they called the king of the Jews he's dead I heard that he was mocked proclaiming to be the son of God but, but which God? I, I, I guess the God of these Israelites I don't know much about that God but this guy you know he caused a lot of commotion he, he's dead but yet these, these religious leaders are still worried about him they've even asked us to guard his tomb I guess there's rumors that he said he would come back to life to be resurrected can you imagine I don't even know what that would mean. I mean, that would be just a wild thing. But, but they're scared of this guy for some reason. Come back to life. I don't know. I, I, I guess we're going to guard the tomb. But see, I oversaw his execution. We pierced him with the spear. Maybe a little bit unusual. We didn't break his legs to bring suffocation. That, that's normally something that happens. But that wasn't the only thing unusual. And it was a bit worrisome. The sky had darkened, the earth shook, it scared people, it scared me. And this Jesus, he, he wasn't even defiant, it was strange, he didn't resist at all. 
Well, I've seen lots of executions. I've been in charge of a few myself. And he acted different than anyone I can recall. He had cried out once asking why he had been forsaken. But what struck me the most, while hanging on that cross, he asked forgiveness for them, saying that, that we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, who is that for? for? For the ones that condemned him? For us soldiers that executed him? And what is forgiveness anyways? I mean, he said that, and some of the soldiers divided up his clothes. They, they mocked him. You know, I mocked him too. But see, in my mind, I could not get away from what he said. Forgive them. Then later, the, the darkness and the or shaken, and, and he died. And it just sort of came out of me. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure the purpose. I, I was scared. But I said, surely he was righteous. Surely he was the son of God. And I think, you know, I think that I really believe that. I saw the guys today. You know, they were kind of a weird bunch made up of tax collectors, and they'd have wrong spirits. They wanted to call fire down and all kinds of stuff. We kind of lived in a cloud of miracles. I wonder if they were even miracles or if they were just psychosomatic things that we went through. But I met with them today, and we've all been going our separate ways. It seems like the thing that held us together has been broken. Jesus has died. I've heard all kinds of rumors about what happened to his body. I haven't been to the tomb. I, 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 I don't want to go there. I don't want to add heartache to my heartache. But they're so excited and they're saying they saw Jesus. They saw Jesus and I'm thinking to myself, I'm overwhelmed with the grief of losing a friend. I did walk with him for three years minister to my family, my friends, never too busy to talk to us and tell us. I'm just dealing with this sorrow. I'm, I'm, so he was a liar. I, I don't know what else to say except I, I've lost a friend. I don't know. But they're so excited. Now some of them are even saying that 
He walked with them on the road and talked to them. Told them things about the prophets. That all the prophecies that had ever been mentioned about a coming Messiah were fulfilled in him. And he went on and talked to them. And they talked about it burning, burning in their heart. They said they couldn't deny it. They couldn't get away from it. it. It was not the voice of an angel. It wasn't a ghost. It was the voice of Jesus. He opened our eyes and we beheld him. I don't know. Maybe they just had a dream. You know how people dream and, you know, and then they imagine and then the dream gets bigger and then they tell a little lie to make it more real. I don't know what to, what to think. I don't know. I don't know what even, what I'm supposed to think. I don't know if I'll even go back and see them. You know, what they're talking is, is just crazy stuff. Somebody raising from the dead. The unthinkable happening. But Jesus did tell us he was going to die, but I've seen him die. I've seen blood. I've seen them take him off the cross. I've seen Josephus take this lifeless body of my friend. Through the tears I saw him. I do thank God that Josephus some way had influence he took my friend I, I might not be able to confirm that he was a messiah or he was a prophet or he was a great man I, I haven't thought that far ahead yet I, I don't know all I know is that I miss my time with him I miss walking with him and I miss praying with him And then this weirdest thing happened. They were trying to tell me about they'd saw Jesus and I, I just almost lost it and I said, look, I don't care what you saw. I don't want to hear this crazy stuff anymore. Let it go. It's done. It's over. Let's go on with life. And I'm not going to believe what you believe because you tell me you believe it. Unless I touch him, unless I thrust my hand into his side, I'm telling you I will not believe your foolish stories and crazy accusations that a dead man is alive. Then all of a sudden, as if he could hear me, he appeared in the room. I had made sure the door was locked. At least I wanted a running chance if they found us. The religious leaders and the crowds are still saying, finally done away with him. Don't have to listen to his stories anymore. Let his name be erased and let it be forgotten. Let our children never know that he existed. They're so filled with hate. I've just never 
seen anything like it. Made sure the door locked and all of a sudden he's there. When I first saw it, I thought, wow, this reminds me of that time that he was on the water. It was him then. And he talked to Peter. I remember it well. But this time he came into the room and he addresses no one except me. And he looks at me personally. And he says, Thomas. You know, I've asked some crazy questions like, show us the Father and you give me these you know, big answers that seem like, how do I see God? I, I know you what you just said, but you can't be God. You're here. God's in heaven. I saw you pray to God. I heard you call him Father. Now you're telling me that it doesn't even make sense. But here is Jesus. He's talking to me. And he says, Thomas, it sounds just like him. It feels like him. I'm comforted by his presence. And he says, Thomas, stretch forth your hand. Put your finger in the hole in my hand. He says, Thomas, here, thrust your hand into my side. See that in his eye. I was shaking. All of a sudden it seemed like a new page of knowledge, of information. Everything I've been hearing was placed in my mind and became alive. And I just fell down like I'd lost all strength and I fell on my knees and I said, Oh my Lord, my God. It was Jesus. I couldn't explain it. I don't know that any man could. But he stayed with us, not just through the night, but for days. In some way, the word got out and people started coming. The sick, the diseased, just like they did as if he was alive. Like people didn't even expect to see a dead man. But he came and he did miracles, miracles that just, you, you just can't imagine. Limbs growing, eyes being formed. I, I never saw it like that. John made the statement, man, if we started recording this stuff, we just, we could fill the world with books. But Jesus was with me. I believed. I, without question, believed that he was God's only begotten Son, that He was Lord of my life, He was my God. Today, we sought 
to cause your mind to start contemplating what was the cross about? What was the resurrection about? Not to make it like some other Easter just to hear a good message and go away and to have lunch, but if you were there, if you were Peter, if you were Mary, if you were Pilate's wife, maybe you would wonder, what would Pilate think? Maybe you would be a Thomas, maybe the centurion, maybe the man that bore Jesus' cross with him as he headed to Golgotha. Today we wanted to help call your mind back to the place of contemplating what took place. What would I have thought? Not just to read it, but to actually think about it. How has it impacted my life? What is it has done? How is it to impact and form my life and my actions now? Too many of us treat it like a story that we hear once a year. This is no story, friend. This is real. The Son of God died on Calvary. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. And he is now alive. And he has prepared a way for you and I to come to know God, to be reconciled unto God. In fact, the Bible declares that because of Jesus' life, we now believe in God. The cross is true. The cross has been so demeaned in our society, art, fashion, all types of things except the true meaning, a place of divine exchange, death for life, hell for heaven. It gives us a choice, and today we are all faced with the choice. What will you do with the cross? may go on and just say, well, you know, I just don't believe like they believe. You have that right. Well, I just don't think that you have to do what Christians say they have to do. You have that right. Well, I just don't know if I believe everything. You have that right. But Jesus came to die to give you a choice. Because without Christ, there was no choice. Without Christ, there was no options. All men had sinned, come short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin was death. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. The cost of our salvation is so great it could not be compared in gold and silver in lives or anything else. It is so powerful, it is so costly that only God himself could pay the price. But on our behalf, all it costs us is a thing called faith. All you have to do 
is believe. The Bible said, Whosoever shall confess Jesus Christ with his words, with his mouth, and confess him as Lord of their life, believe in the cross, believe he died, believe he raised from the dead, believe that he's alive and believe that he's coming again, declare that he is Lord of their life, thou, he shall or she shall be saved because with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth a confession of faith must be made. See, believing is not enough. You have to put faith with it. You have to live it. You have to be dedicated to it. You have to follow Christ. You have to make him Lord of your life. Will you please all stand to your feet? Every head bowed. I'm going to ask every person in here to pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe in the cross. I believe in your redemptive plan. I believe that nobody could redeem me but your son. I believe that Jesus Christ died on Calvary, that he bore my sins, my transgressions, my iniquities. I believe that he shed his blood to wash away my sins that I could be joined to you, that I could be a child of God. I believe he died for me. And on that third day, you by your power raised him from the dead. And I believe that he is alive today. And I believe that he is Lord of all. And by faith, I accept him as my personal Savior, my Redeemer. Come into my heart, Jesus. I receive you now. As you have died for me, I will commit my life to live for you. Now before we open our eyes, if you prayed that for the very first time today, or maybe you were a backslider and you said, I, I've just rekindled my fire, my faith with God. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand wherever you are and say, you know what? I received Christ as my personal Savior. I recommitted my life. Come on, wherever you are, lift it up there. I need to see it. Get it high enough that I can see it. I see it. I see it. I see him. I see him. I'm going to ask you to do one of the hardest things it seemed like for anybody to do I want you to come down here and let me pray with you this will be your public confession of Jesus Christ as Lord of your life please step out of the aisle wherever you are come down you are entering into a family of faith of people that believe in what you're doing wherever you are if you had your hand lifted up come come quickly come hallelujah can we sing that song there is power Thank you, Daniel. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, you had your hands up. Come, come. Wherever you are, come. Come. Wherever you are, come. The hands that were raised, come. There is healing in the name 
She is part of our family of faith. God, I pray that you would bless her life, direct her steps. God, I know that you've said you would never leave us nor forsake us. Let her feel the presence of the friendship and of the love of Jesus, our Savior. God, let her know that she is a part of our church, a part of the family of faith. God, let this day be a day that she knows that she is accepted. That God, you have absolved her of all of her past. It's as far as the east is to the west. And God, today, we are so grateful that you had engrafted her in to the family of faith right here at Only Believe Ministries. Father, I thank you today that God... You are a God of grace and mercy. That God, she responded by faith. Your love, God, that overwhelming, all-sufficient love that accepts us just the way we are. Now, God, I ask you to lead her and guide her. Let her know, God, that she is accepted and that, God, we celebrate her place in our church and in the family of faith. Now, bless these people, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, young lady. Thank you. Praise God. Come on, give them a round of applause. Peggy, thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I, I made a mistake. Lawrence Powell isn't going to be here Wednesday night. I'm going to be here Wednesday night. I want to continue talking about the devil. And uh, we've been talking about how he uses human vessels, how he uses people, even how he can use Christians, how he talks to men, how he speaks through them, how he has a voice. But we must never be afraid of him, but we must understand him. We must never be afraid of him, but we must never mock him. He is a strategist. And he can weave snares that we can get caught in. So we're learning about the devil, praise God. Now, I want you to celebrate today. I hope that this message some way got into you. Got into you and touched you in a way that no other Easter has touched you. 
I thank you for joining us. I thank you for being our congregation. I thank you for supporting and believing in us. Let this be a day of celebration. Jesus is alive. The devil is defeated and the tomb is empty. God bless you. See you Sunday evening. Hey, 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 hey,